even when you think the door is closing, there is something else moving into, into place. Trust that. There's a lot of trust that things are moving and they're doing what they need to do. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Hi, everybody. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. I've invited Marcy Tucker to come on and share with you not only her journey on how she created this unique company and platform, but really just share her ability to create a deeper connection with people and have a higher level of communication just for creating a tool that allows you to agree on how you will behave before shit hits the fan. <laughs> so Marcy has started a company called... She's the CEO of a company called 99Agree. She has a doctorate in the field of education, specifically the study of college students. She has presented on roommate relationships and her research at major international conferences on-campus housing over the past 10 years and is recognized as an expert in roommate relationships, communication, and conflict resolution. What I love about my conversation with Marcy today is actually what she shares for her program. And it's just so brilliant that she's doing it with the age group that is having their first experience living outside the home and now sharing space with others to give them communication tactics that literally leaders of all companies need to go through. And so we talk about that and share how that skill set is so major in order to really achieve the environment that you want to not only live in, in this roommate situation, but also could create in a business environment and your corporate culture. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I really did. And I cannot wait to hear from you what you think. So welcome, Marcy. Um, everybody, I am so excited to share uh, Marcy Tucker's story with you. She is the founder of 99 Agree, and she has a doctorate in the field of education, really focusing on college students. And, and until I met Marcy, I had no idea that uh, this was even a, a a field out there. So I'm so excited to talk to her today because she has presented on roommate relationships. She's shared her research in international conferences on campus housing over the past 10 years. And she's a recognized expert in roommate relationships, communications, and conflict resolution. And I, I have to tell you, Marcy, and, and welcome you know, to today's conversation. I cannot wait to share your badass journey with everybody. But like when I saw what your company was all about and, and to have you on this call, it's just so amazing because I've had several roommate situations. <laughs> yes, my, yes, everybody in my, does. <laughs> in my past. And so first, I would love for you first to just share 
with the listeners, like, how did you come to this business model and launch your company and really find this passion to assist uh, roommates in communicating well and and creating a, a cohesive living space? So I'd love to hear how you got here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for the warm welcome and just the opportunity to, you know, dialogue with you. Um, so it starts out in 2009. I had, was working at a university here in Colorado, um, the University of Colorado Boulder. And a student came to me and said, I need to talk to you about your matching because I am not feeling this. I'm in a triple I it, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And so he also had a computer science background. And he, we started talking about, well, it's really not matching. I don't care how well matched you are with somebody. It's the living together afterwards. It always you know, has a problem. Yeah, yeah. And everybody focuses like, well, if you just get the right match, everything is solved. Well, none of us run on autopilot. No. You know, all of us have issues and things that you didn't consider at the beginning of a relationship all of a sudden become an issue. You didn't have a dating partner when you signed the lease and all of a sudden now you have a dating partner. They're spending 365 there. They're not paying any rent. How do you have that conversation? So the student said, oh, I can build it for you. And I love the the enthusiasm of of college students because they're like, oh, I can build that. And in three months, we had our first minimum viable product and we launched it on campus to 7,000 people. And we thought, oh my gosh, how are they going to like this? And what the feedback we received was, oh, I get this now because most students today, most of this generation has never had to share space. So 90%, when I would go into orientation and talk to parents and students and I would say, how many of you have had to share space? Nobody raised their hand, like maybe five, 10 people. So the sharing space, this thing, and I don't care whether you're a domestic student or international, you want your own space. Mm-hmm. And we get really put out, and particularly at the price points now that we are paying. You know, when the cost of a university education was a Chevy, who cares? Oh, sure, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I have a great deal of tolerance. Now the cost of a university education is a Lexus, a Tesla, a Hummer, you, you right. name it, whatever you're doing. And you're paying on that. So you have less willingness, tolerance to tolerate bad behavior or poor roommate relationships. And that carries over into apartments and, you know, the whole um, sharing economy that we are really in right now. Yeah. So it was this idea. And so I started talking at university conferences and I said, well, what do you guys think? And how should we do it? And students gave us their feedback and they're like, you know, Marcy, we still don't even understand what you're talking about with room, room norms. We still don't get that. And I'm like, you're kidding me <laughs> after all of this. So when we talk about what, what our tool does is if you and I were going to live together, we would create a profile, for lack of a better word. And then we compare the answers to give you a starting off point. And we say, hey, based on your answers, this is where you should start talking and what irritates me, what doesn't. And believe you me, we all know other people irritate us. And anybody who says, I can live with anybody, I I would challenge that because maybe you can accommodate a lot, but at some point you're going to have this blow up. And the other thing that happened to me was I didn't handle conflict really well growing up. I'm not one of those that was like, oh, I love to get in there and mess around. I'm, I was like, okay, what are the rules? What do I do? And so I'm here I am working with college students 
and dealing with the messiness of living together. And I'm like, wow, it's almost as if you have to stand in fire. You have to learn how to stand. Conflict to me sometimes is the metaphor of fire or flame. And then be okay that you don't get singed in that process. So that's what we do that to try to help create the conditions. I was share and everybody, every time I talk about this, everybody raises their hand like, oh my God, I had this horrible experience. <laughs> and this one guy says to me, he goes, well, you know, I had a stupid roommate years ago. And I go, look, I have a software tool. I can't fix stupid. <laughs> All right? Yeah. I can't, if you want to you know, subvert the tool or, you know, be dishonest. There is no software tool out there that's going to make you behave. Mm -hmm. All I can do is create the conditions where good things can happen. And our proof points are with students that say, this is the way I actually live. And so in 2015, you know, fast forward from 2009 to 2015, I got my first beta client because I had been doing all this work. And she said, you know, that thing you've been doing, that's how students think about it. And they actually want to be able to do it themselves. So can, can we do this? Can we buy it from you? And I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. I'm like, sure. I can do it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And that I think is your, is one of my badass moments, you yeah. know, where yeah. you just have the audacity to be like, of course I can't. Yeah. I have no business plan. I have no, I'm like, well, what's the price point? You're trying to figure everything out because you have a willing client. Yes. You have that client. You're like, I am going to do anything to get that client so that I can, can move on and do more. So that client has been amazing for us over the, the past you know, three years. So that's the genesis of the company. I mean, it's really great that you... No, I love it. I, I, Marcy, there's so much that has come up in my mind um, because what, what really you're bringing to the table is this ability for, for young students, you know, so they're in the age of like 18 to 24, let's just say, if they even continue to grad school, whatever that looks like. And you're building, you've built a tool to create some self-awareness on their behaviors to then match up with the right fit for a living situation. Because guaranteed now, I mean, we're already in a society of distraction factor, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you're also distracted at, at your, in your home place where you're meant to be filled up and rest or, you know, and hang out and just have like, less stress around you so that you can refuel and get back out there and go after your studies, not having that fit, not having that match could literally derail your, your semester. And, but to, to ask those questions, what I really like is that you're, you've built a tool to ask the questions for those students to become more self-aware to then realize, oh, I actually have these behaviors. Like I actually prefer that the dishes don't stay in the sink and they actually get cleaned and versus like, I really don't care if the sink is totally full, we'll clean it once a week. Like those are like small nuances in a roommate situation for sure that can right. can create such a conflict or blow up or internal stress. And so that's really that's yeah. really awesome that you not only found a partner or client that invested in building it out, but then also I'm sure your students are finding that match. Um, do you have any? Uh, stories like where you feel like it was a big win based on feedback that you've gotten from your users or? Yeah, students have really, the, the feedback that we get is after, you know, they have been living together for a while, they 
appreciate having had the opportunity to talk about some of these expectations. So one student said, you know, I really didn't even understand what I was doing living with someone. And because of this tool, um, now I know, okay, so I, I'm, I'm more willing to have conversations because we've already had the conversation mm-hmm. um, to begin with. And mm-hmm. so we ask them, well, when you have conflict, how are you going to deal with it? And there's the idealized version and then there's in real life. And everybody wants to avoid conflict. It's, it's our go-to overused conflict strategy. And avoidance does good things. It reduces anxiety. It gets us to think about things. Where it becomes a problem is when it moves to, I'm just going to accommodate because I don't want to make waves. I don't want to do anything. And not understanding that there are so many other tools that you can actually get to a different result. And students, I I think that's where we're growing into that space, giving them more opportunities to have those conversations. And then what we realized is we needed to game it. We needed to make it fun so that as you do these things, oh, this is really enjoyable. So those were things that were unexpected ahas when uh-huh. we thought about how do we help students, not just at the beginning, but all the way through the relationship, um, engage with us. And those are things that you have to get out there to, to, you know, again, when you're on this entrepreneurial journey, at some point you get out there and you, you mess around and you make mistakes and your clients may not like everything that you do or they're frustrated and you have to stand in there. Mm-hmm. And as a founder, I don't have anybody to go to. You know, right. it's, it's me. It's right. me or it's me or it's me. And there are things like, I don't want to deal with that. I want everything to be perfect. And maybe there are some of you that have that perfection you know, complex like I do. Uh-huh. Um, you're not going to be perfect. And, and, you know, part of 99 Agree, when I chose the name, I was trying to think very intentionally about what I put out in the world because I also know what I want to get back. Right. We deal in agreements. We want to deal with places where people are in agreement. The other thing is about 99 is a humanitarian number in numerology. So we are about transforming human consciousness. And then you think about 99 Agree. Well, I'm not about perfection. I'm never going to get 100% agreement on anything. Mm-hmm. What is the minimum that we can, as a group uh, of roommates, agree to that we can be successful at? And it's trying to help them understand that. So the other part is, it, it, is to be okay. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failure. You're going to feel foolish. You know, I can tell you all, I'm going to be vulnerable. I... Honestly, at times I cry because I so want to please. Those things don't go away just because you are now CEO and founder. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, boom, you know, somebody (laughs) waved a wand and here you are. No, all of that comes with me. Mm -hmm. But there's also something of the quiet, learned experience, the knowledge you get. And I'm sure you have felt it as well. The more you you do, it's, it's your... It's knowledge that you have earned through hard experience. Right. And it's, it's your truth. And I always say it's truth with a small T, not a capital T. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's your truth. Yeah. And you speak your truth with care to anybody that asks. So, you know, 
my journey is my journey, your journey is your journey, and other people will have that. And we hope that we'll inspire people that it's worth it to yeah. take this step. But yeah. it's hard. It lays up, it, yeah, it is hard, but I, you know, it reminds me of a tool I use in my leadership coaching practice where I always, when I bring a leadership team together, one of the first things we do is come up with an operating agreement on like what's going to happen. How do we show up not only for the, the good meetings, but when it goes downhill, when there's conflict, when it's, when it's not working well, what actions do you plan to take and how are you going to communicate with each other and how are you going to hold the space? Because um, you never know when it's going to hit. But if you could set it up up front, just like you're doing, and you're creating this, this 99% agreement, right? Because it's not right. about perfection, but it's about having the tools in place to pivot the right way so that you can move on. And I love that. And I love that you're giving this awareness to such a y- young age group mm-hmm. because the, the sooner they learn this method, I mean, they could repeat it over and over again with any agreement they make going forward, which is beautiful. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a great learned skill to have at a young age because, I mean, I can literally mem- remember still to this day roommate conflicts that could probably have been managed better, <laughs> you know, like not as much drama as there was, <laughs> as there was. And if, you know, I had this type of tool or skill set up front, I probably would have handled it different and so would have the other person, you know, or people, you know, especially right. when you're in three people, four people, like those are four different energies coming together that need to agree on how to move forward. And, and, I, and I love that. I love that. Right. And, and college students um, have a really informal culture. And so they tend not to feel that they need to a- address these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to make waves. I'll, I'll look that I don't fit in. And what we're really trying to do is give access to everybody, just like you do with your coaching sessions, to understanding that you are responsible for what you put in that room, what you take out of it, how you bring people into that space. Because you're right, everybody has... Your freedom ends where mine begins. And I like to think of that penumbra, if you will, of shadow, where it's not totally in the sun. It's not totally in darkness, but right. it's where light and dark play together because we all in anything, yeah, it's human. we bring, yeah, we bring the things we do well and we bring the things we don't do well. <laughs> and we, we want to talk about that messiness, but it can be very ri- risky and unsafe. If, you know, I, another thing that, you know, some students are struggling with in colleges, we know is their mental health issues. So how, how do I talk to you about my mental health issue? Well, maybe you haven't ha- had to deal with that. So I'm going to freak you out. Or maybe I'm dealing with my own sexual identity and how yeah. do I come out to people? And again, um, or maybe there are other things politically or whatever that make you feel like I'm not going to be seen the way I want to be seen. And that's what Again, I'm trying to provide the conditions where you can have a productive conversation about it so that it's not, I have to protect me, I have to hide, I have to, I I, I can't be in that space. Because you're right, when I go home, when you go home, I want to be able to kick back and you spend more time with your roommates than than anybody else. And it's one of the top five reasons students leave school. Mm. And so it's due to unresolved roommate. It's a traumatic event. Yeah. And so we're trying to, to do a whole bunch of things to say, okay, how do we do this better? And in, in that journey, it's also, you know, sometimes even my colleagues 
you know, be like, well, why are you doing this? I'm like, but you did the same work I do. And you don't, you know, so just because you have people who are walking a similar journey, doesn't mean to get your particular journey. That's right. Yeah. And we all show up with our, our own baggage, our own path we want to take, um, exposure that we, you know, right. that we've had. I mean, and the triggers, you know, of an emotional explosion, let's just say, or mm-hmm. a shutdown, you know, because shutdowns also occur. And it's really great that you're creating this dialogue of communication because, uh, again, it's a life skill. Right. Like that's not just for this part of life, you know, that that phase in life, but it is so needed, you know, to walk into other arenas and exercise that same type of understanding, at least the self-awareness first. Right. Um, Right. How you show up and then and then outlining your needs, which is great. So tell me a little bit about what your company is focused on now. How how are you? What are your, you know. What are you looking for? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, you know, it's so interesting because in the in technology, when we when we built the platform, you know, it was really a minimum viable product to get out to market. It was something that was sold, and then you get the client feedback and you get the user feedback. And what we had realized was we had boxed ourselves into a corner. And so I went to um, Denver Startup Week here in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a huge program, you know, between fifteen to eighteen thousand people go, and I started networking with people to say I need a different technologist and I need to talk to find someone who I can partner with because I'm going to have to have another evolution. And I found someone who was just like I so get it. And his story was that he had twin daughters who were going on a tour of the East Coast schools. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't understand why they spent all this time talking to me about roommate matching and Mm -hmm. roommate agreements and roommate conflict. Why? And then after we talked, he's like, oh my gosh, I get it now. (laughs) I so get it. And then he started saying, well, you know, in different places, you need to have the flexibility to do these, 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 you know, listed a whole bunch of things. So we did a deep dive and we actually kind of blew up the whole thing Nice to say, what is it we really need to create? So last year in 2017, we created this path forward and we're still in the, in the business or in the, in the process of building it. And it allows me to connect with other strategic partnerships. It allows me to do a whole bunch of other things that when when you think about just solving this here, you know, there's a part of it where I think even even as I say it, you know, wasn't big enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't big mm-hmm. enough to serve what we needed to serve. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when money is tight and when you're sitting there going, well, how am I going to make this work? And there's a lot of things that I could tell you about creating this vision and then you you just you find a way. I, I can't say it any other way because what works for me may not work for you. But you but what I realized every day when I walk up when I wake up, including today, how do I solve this? How mm-hmm. do I find a way? It's not, is there a way? Right. It's so funny. You asked me a question, I think, earlier um on the uh preliminary, you know, kind yeah. of thinking about yeah. is there a movie or a song? And right. And one of the things that I hearken back to is Lord of the Rings. Nice. And in Lord of the Rings, 
um, Frodo goes to see Galadriel, who's the Queen of the Elves, at the ver- in the very first trilogy movie. And Frodo goes to see her. He's got the ring that he's got to destroy, or you know, got to, he's got this errand with it. And Galadriel stands there and says, "You know, you have you you have to figure it out." And he goes, no, 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 no. I want to give it to you. And this gift to her, she's like, I could be magnificent and powerful. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And he goes, but I'm so small. I'm so, you, you all are so, you could do this like that. And she says to him, I love this. She goes, Frodo, to be a bearer of a ring of power is to be alone. And if you do not find a way, no one will. Powerful. Oh my gosh. And every day I go, and if Marcy, if you don't find a way, no one will, because right. no one is sitting in this seat. No one is, is out there as, as interested in your, in my success as I am. Other people will join me as, you know, as you figure it out, but you uh-huh. have to figure it out. Yeah. And as a female, sometimes, you know, there are times where I'm like, can I figure it out? Do I figure it out? What? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I go back to that. And I love that question you asked because you have to have those images to get you through. Yeah. Because you're going to want to give up. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's also when you're a solopreneur, you know, or when you initiate on your own and you're and it's your concept, your idea yours, 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 but it's for many, right? right? Like, so, so you have to like open the door and actually let it out for you to yeah. receive back the feedback and what else can you build and how else can you serve, right? Cause your business right. is a business of service. It's to create communication. It's to create connection. It's to, it's to yes. build people up in a, in a more self-aware, self-aware, truthful way. And if you're, it, when it's all in your head and you see it, like you have that clarity and that yeah. tunnel vision gets created and then you realize, crap. How do I get it done? <laughs> Am I in this alone? Like, where's my dinghy that I can go like, you know, scoot around in? But it's, it's more about that realization to say, uh, it still starts with me, really, because that's what that that movie quote is about. And that imagery is that if you don't start it, no one else will. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship and, and the fact that we can, we can actually dive into whatever it is we want. And now even more, we can connect with the people mm-hmm. that help us get there and leverage expertise and exposure or has it been done before? Right. What has been done before? Why is mine different? How is mine different? Right. But right. also to feel like you're not so alone in it, I think is right. really critical when you're expanding your business. You know, mm-hmm. you go from concept MVP, you know, you've tested it. You, you now people want more from you. How are you going to grow from there? It takes different skill sets along the way to achieve that. And, and what, one thing you did share with me too, is, um, you hit an obstacle, you know, there was like a phase of where you had to make a hard decision on how best to move forward. I would love for you to share a little bit about that because I think it's important to let people know that it's not always easy. It's, it it is actually the hardest thing I think most people can embark on is their own business, their own product concept and the delivery of it all. So share a little bit about that obstacle and how you decided to pivot and and move forward. Great. That's a great question. And I think it's in in this situation, I'm dependent 
on finding a technology partner because I have the concepts, I have the ideas, I know how it should work. I am unable to write the code. So I'm dependent on someone who can help me with that piece. So there's an interdependence. And sometimes I think as entrepreneurs, we feel that there's more dependence Mm -hmm. on somebody else and their deliverable or their vision. I'm fortunate that I was able to find somebody's. But the, the real crossroads came when my client asked for something and my developer said, no, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And we're in the middle of a launch and it, it, it didn't go well. Right. And my developer's mad at me and my client's mad at me. And all of a sudden, who do I satisfy? Do I satisfy the developer or do I satisfy my client? And I satisfied my client. Mm-hmm. And it created ripples for my developer. And you know, you stand there in that crossroads and go, how did I not know this? But you can't know it. You don't know it's going to happen. No. And at the same time, you make the best decision in the moment. And that led me honestly to, you know, so I would also say out of every challenge comes an opportunity. And, and truly it, it happens because I wasn't looking. I thought, oh, well, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to do it like this. Mm-hmm. And when that constraint was released, it was like, okay, you can do anything. Now figure that piece out. So sometimes in the, the struggle, the cons- there's something constraining and it could be someone's, you know, like, I don't really believe in your vision. Okay. There, you don't have to, right. um, you, you can, you can step aside. And sometimes the greatest thing people can do is step aside for you mm-hmm. because if they're going to be an impediment to future growth, that is the best gift you're, you're going to be given, I think. So it forced me to do that. Now, again, you say, well, so th- then really what happened, I was able to find some other resources to fill in until I was able to create this, this new version. And so everybody along the way is a gift. They, they give me something. I learned something, things that I was good at, things I wasn't as good at. Um, and so for me, it's also trying to say, okay, how do I minimize those things that I'm not good at? And that's also by finding someone who has bandwidth to do that thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my, my technologist that I have now is really amazing because he has the bandwidth to help me with those things. And the, the other person did not, but not their fault, just not what they were scaled and able to do. Yeah. And so I really appreciate the fact that, you know, they said, hey, you need more help than what we can, we can do for you. Yeah. That's hard to hear, particularly when you're like, but, but I need you. <laughs> and you have yeah. to let go. You have to let go. And so it's also in that letting go. Mm-hmm. In that place of, un- of incredible uncertainty, yes, that you find again the strength. And so sometimes people will look at me and go, "Well, wow, you have so much strength." And I'm like, "Well, if you'd seen me, you know, two years ago, I was a puddle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel much stronger. I feel I have better connections. I'm yeah. consciously looking outward, and doesn't mean everything is great all the time." No, but you've been through enough cycles to now have a stronger okay. muscle in the game, basically, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's from learnings, which is right. great. 
And one of my favorite things you said, because I, I tell this people this all the time and in my practice too, is you know, to let go of what doesn't serve you anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it yes. it's you I, I coach a lot of people through from startup to grow up phase mm-hmm. is what I call it. <laughs> because it's like, you know, you just started to walk when you're initiating your your initial platform and the proof of concept and what's going on. And then there's this grow up phase. It's like, okay, now that's been proven, but now we're getting demand for more. How do we serve that? What's my capacity? What is my skill set? What do I want to be doing as the CEO of this company? And where are the gaps? And how do I go find them? Right? So it's beautiful that that, um, you sharing that exact experience, because I I think it's so important for other entrepreneurs to hear uh, that it takes an assessment to decide what should you want to continue moving forward with, what needs enhancement, and then what needs to be let go. Right. And it's over and over and over again. Like if, if that check-in can happen on a quarterly or, or biannual basis, the performance of that company and the service to your clients becomes much more efficient. And also everybody is on the same page that you bring together to deliver it. So, you know, I really want to... I really appreciate you sharing that difficulty because it's not easy by any means, but so worthwhile to then get into that next phase of where you want to take your business and also that service to the client, you know, for continuous, especially too, if you started out where it's um, part-time, like people are are servicing your business part-time, it's not their full-time commitment. You're not getting then full-time energy back. <laughs> it is. It becomes the struggle of when do you invest to build that full-time team out and how do you, how do you build that deliverable up as well? Right. So that, that's, uh, that's a great lesson learned. Um, but now again, now your muscle is, is a bit stronger. So you'll have it in shorter cycles mm-hmm. if and when it happens again right. to take action on it is so much easier, which is great. Absolutely. Well if you, said. Well summarized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, I, you know, I truly do love living in this space. You know, through these type of conversations because it's common. It is. We're all going through it, and we're all trying to launch our own thing. Uh, but most of all, have similar struggles, right? And sing, similar triumphs. But also those lessons learned. The more we can share them, then maybe we're saving someone else the time right. <laughs> you right. know, down the road. Well, you're going to learn that it that it's going to happen to you. Yeah, and and we've all been there. Right. And the importance is not to avoid that, but to get into it, to move right. through it, to right. engage it. And I think where most people, you know, lose wind is when these things happen, and they're like, "Well, that that's all for me." And it's like, "No, it's not." Again, your job is to figure out how to make it work. If you can think it, it can happen. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, so it just may not happen the way you thought with the people that you thought, how you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. And change in, in evolution. So you're right. Now, I, I feel very differently. If you talked to me when I first stepped on, I thought I knew these things. Yeah. I really thought like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah. No, no, I really didn't. No. You're about to get educated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in three years, I'll be different. But you know, yeah. it's, it, it, if you don't do it today, you can't do it better tomorrow. That's right. So, you know, I, I understand when people say failing fast, 
And and I don't like that really because it it feels to me it, it just isn't real uplifting. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like just you know get into it, 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 you know, engage with it, go after it in the best way you know how. Yeah. And if it doesn't turn out well, then it's that reflective muscle going, okay, what what do I learn from this, and what questions do I ask, and what did I miss? You know, so so failure or making mistakes, I think, is really what did I miss in my process that next time I'm not going to repeat, but there's going to be something else I miss again. So right. it's having that reflective muscle so that you're constantly taking those those snapshots so that, like you were saying, you can pivot much yeah. quicker. Yeah. And that the next time when it happens again, if it happens again, it, it could have a different approach. Because right. I, I always like to say, you know, when, it, when it's a so-called failure, and I, I like using my quotation hands, <laughs> yeah. failure, um, it's always a lesson learned, right? And you right. decide what you want to move forward with and what you want to just leave back there. You know, like, cause that's the other thing. If you carry your failures forward. So there's also that term failing forward, right? Um, but if, mm-hmm. but you don't want to carry the failures forward, you want to carry the lessons learned to, to, to pivot faster or to get into action towards what it is you want going forward and leaving the things, you know, that didn't serve you so much or that, you know, you don't want to have happen again, you know, behind. So right. it's not, it's not dragging your brain you know, back. Right. Well, it reminds me of something that my husband and I learned. Um, we were reading this book, Deborah Tannen's um, You Just Don't Understand Men and Women in Conversation. Mm. And we were like, oh, so that's why you talk, you know, you'll, you'll say this and I'll, oh, that's why. <laughs> what we realized was that there were times where we weren't serving each other. And mm-hmm. so this is a technique we've used many a time and it, it connects to what we've been talking about. So my husband had asked me if um, he had cleaned up his office. You know, we have separate offices, like mm-hmm. we, we're not going to share. Um, but he had wa- he said, I want you to see what I've done. And I walked into his room and I'm like, okay, well, why is that not here? What, you know, what's going on? And he's like, and not, he's crestfallen. And, and I didn't mean to step on him. <laughs> and, and so he's like, you know, you're really kind of rude. And we stopped. And we said, so how could I have done this better? Mm-hmm. And we talk about it. And he goes, well, I really only wanted you to see what I had done well. Yeah. Can you just affirm what I did well? I know there are other things that I need to do better. And can, can you honor that? I was like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So we walked out of the room and we did the whole role rehearsal again. He said, hey, Mars, <laughs> uh, you know, I just did this. I went in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. Show me everything that you did. And the reason is, is that in your um, mental, in your brain activity, we want to replace the bad thing with the right way. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I'm anchoring to, not the bad way. So you're, right. you have to rewrite it very quickly. And I shared that with somebody who deals with conflict resolution. And they're like, you and your husband did that in the middle? Yeah. Of an argument? Yeah. Because, pause. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how rare that is? And I'm like, well, we don't want to hurt each other. You know, it's not about, you know, if you're not doing for your partner what they need, you need to, to figure out, well, how do I do this differently? And it's the same thing with a lot of things that we do. So getting to your point, 
I want to know, okay, how could we have done it better? Let's practice that because I want to remember better. I don't want to remember the pain. I want to let that go. Yep. That's a really great point. And that's really great that, you know, because I think the the hardest emotional relationship is a marriage, Um, you know, like where, where you really do, you're, you're living with that person. It's that agreement too. But then if you could take that interpersonal knowledge and actually put it into work partnerships, and have that same respect and that same kind of understanding for for that replay to say, hey, I, you know, like time out. I think we could do this a little better right here. This is what my needs are. What are your needs? Okay, great. Let's let's replay and right. do that actually in the work environment too. Like the game changes <laughs> with right. those skill sets, which is beautiful. Absolutely, and, you love yeah. that. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I mean, I, it just coming in as who you are and being in a place to express when you're when it doesn't feel right, as opposed to it festering. Because that's the other thing that happens in work environments, or even for entrepreneurs who hang on to something that isn't really propelling them forward or changing that behavior. Like you said, it can literally feel you could start to get stunted and your mood starts to change and then how you show up starts to change and then all of a sudden you don't feel safe and you don't feel like you can express your you know your needs in that space and i think that's awesome um a, a tool to share with people what you just shared because it's it's so pertinent and then side note you have separate offices. My husband and I have separate bathrooms. So, but in that case, though, it's still it's like there's an environment. It's it when when you combine your environments right. and what you're comfortable with, similar to what you do with 99 degree, you know, and you help bring that up for your students. I mean, it's beautiful. It, it's Thank just you. like you're creating that dialogue. But to again, that skill set at such an early age is huge, and then to service not only institutions and their students, Mm -hmm. but really those students now learning that skill again and figuring out how best to move forward and how to tweak it going forward. Right. That's awesome. It intrigues me that you come from education, you know, and you have a doctorate in that. And then now you've dipped into technology, you know, managing the products that you've come in from your talks and, and the impact you've had through your trainings, et cetera. Did you ever think that you would be in a tech-based company, you know, in, in what you're providing? <laughs> and if you were to talk to the younger version of yourself, you know, before this even started, what advice would you give that um, version of you based on what you know today? Hmm. What's well, interesting that the first question is, did I ever imagine? No, I never imagined <laughs> technology, me you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And I, you know, again, as, as my evolution, I want to play with, you know, the latest and greatest. I want tools. I want to say, well, how can we do this better? And I'm not a coder. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who's going to do that. So understanding that, that that's okay. But also my technologist said, you know, you are a software company. You, that you do, you do those things. So I'm owning that, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm owning, okay, yes, I'm in this space. I think the other interesting thing you you mentioned is throughout my entire life, I've said to myself, you need to learn business. You need to learn business. You need to learn business. And I've had opportunities where I've had stints outside of higher education in the private sector working. um, I worked for a, a, it was funny. It was a storage element 
Um, they were a company that made storage elements for consumer electronics, and they went out of business. But they got $97 million in venture capital and they blew through it. And, you know, watching how it, it was an interesting front row seat to see there's always risk mm-hmm. associated with anything, but that I was in that place. So I began to under, I, I began at that time to understand things. I think I would have spent more time maybe saying, okay, what does business mean to me? Is that an MBA? Is that, really working um, in the technology sector. I don't know. And it, it's okay that I, I have gaps, but I feel like now I'm embracing it. Whereas maybe even 10 years ago, I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I, I want to, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. And, and one of the things I had a friend who said to me, she said, you know, Marcy, the reason some things have, have worked out for you is that you need to be in a bigger space. Mm-hmm. You know, something else you said is being in service to this idea mm-hmm. and that being in service to what we're doing. I, I am so on board with that, that there's something about this that really resonates and doors open. And I think the other thing I would say is even when you think the door is closing, there is something else moving into, into place. Trust that. There's a lot of trust that things are moving and they're doing what they need to do. So it's hard because I really like some of the things I've learned. I think it's hard knowledge. It's hard one. I'm pleased with, okay, we're here. Where will I be three years from now? I want to be in a very empowering place, um, supporting people and really having taken the next step so that when we talk again, you're like, oh my God, you Marty, do you remember what you were like? Oh my God, that's great. I'll give you all sorts of snaps. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I really am so appreciative of this opportunity. You know, this is an amazing thing you're doing. And I really like how you're coaching people because I really resonate with that. And the things yeah. that you're you're taking, you really have a, a great gift and a great and this is wonderful to be a, of service in this way. Um, so thank you for, for doing this as well. Oh my goodness. It's such an honor to talk to another fellow entrepreneur <laughs> that, that, that is in that growth space, you know, that, mm-hmm. that has that self-awareness to know what you do know and have certainty, but then also really charter forward and keep putting yourself out there and putting what you believe in out there. Right. So it's my honor. It's honestly my honor to, to hear your badass journey and would love to just share with our, our listeners here, you know, how do you define what a badass is? I think it's people like you. It's people like me. It's anybody who has a bold, audacious idea and you have no freaking idea how you're going to manifest it. That to me is badass. Yeah. And then making, I think, also space to support each other that my success doesn't mean you're not successful. Your success doesn't mean that I'm not successful. Being a badass is also recognizing each other's brilliance, mm-hmm. making room for that, making space for that, challenging each other, but speaking our truth with care and creating a community that wants to uplift everybody to feel what you feel, what I feel. Um, that to me is being a badass. That's beautiful. I, I thank you for sharing that because I I love using the term uh, because it 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 has this energy to it 
you know, that it's not, it's, it's inaction, you know, like mm-hmm. a badass is in action. Um, yep. it, you know, badass doesn't sit back and like, I'm just going to receive, you know, <laughs> right, right. so that's why I chose the term with a lot of what I'm doing, because, um, it's exactly what, how you just defined it. You know, it, it's someone who is self-aware and then gets into action towards what it is they desire, what they want to put out into the world. Like the, the even though they don't know it and they might see fear, they still break through and get into it. Like you keep saying, right. you know, like get into it. I love that because yeah. it's, it's truly it. It's like, go stand in it and know it. Don't just think about it, right? right? Know it, feel it, be it. And, and I love that. I love Thank that. You. So I just want to acknowledge you. Thank you. And really appreciate what you're putting out into the world. Uh, meeting you has been tremendous. And I cannot wait to see how your badass journey continues <laughs> as you, you go forward. Marcy, this has been an amazing chat. And I know our listeners benefit from your knowledge, but I would love for them to know how to reach you. How, where do you want them to find you? Like how, how would you like people to connect? Absolutely. I'm happy to have anybody email me at Marcy and it's spelled M-A-R-C-I-E at 99agree.com. You can follow me on Twitter and it's at D-R-M-S Tucker. And on LinkedIn, I'm there as well. But you're more than welcome to reach out in any of those ways um, to share anything that you'd like to share. Happy to support you as well. That's beautiful. Thank you. And we'll put all your information in our show notes so that our listeners can find you with ease. And again, thank you so much for your time, Marcy. This has been such an amazing conversation. Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.